What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Get Paid for Your Pad. Today, my guest is Bryce Carpenter. He is the VP of Client Success at Hostfully. He's been in the short-term rental industry for a pretty long time, I think. Uh, so I'm excited to chat with him today. So, Bryce, welcome to the show. Great. Hey, Jasper. Thank you. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Excited to be here with you. Yeah, give us a give us a quick uh, background. Like you've uh, you've been in the industry a long time. What what have you been yeah. involved in? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, so 2011 was, was when I first journeyed into, uh, short-term rentals and, um, specifically the, really the software space for almost all of that time. And so I've worked with, uh, property managers and hosts and STRs, whatever, whatever we want to call ourselves, um, <laughs> over, you know, the past 12 years or so. So it's really been kind of a fun journey and, and, and I really get a kick out of, helping, um, you know, short-term rental managers use technology because, you know, as you know, Jasper, you know, firsthand, you're wearing a lot of different hats. Um, it, it may be a side gig, you know, managing properties or rentals, and you're trying to make it maybe your main gig. Um, and, and technology can do a lot to help with that. Um, and, and also, you know, it can be a distraction, but um, I, I think if you use it right and if you, you know, apply the right tools, technology can really help. Um, uh, make you more efficient, you know, as a host and as a rental manager. And, and that's fun to see. Like when, when it starts to click and, and our customers are like, wow, this used to take me three hours to build, you know, this owner statement that I'm trying to generate. And, and now it's just sent to me, you know, from your system, that kind of stuff is really rewarding to see. Yeah. I mean, the technology ecosystem, the technology landscape has grown so much over the last 10 years. I mean, in 2011, there was there was very little technology available, right? Um, and now there's like, there's just hundreds and hundreds of tools. Um, so it's sometimes a bit of a challenge, I, I think, for especially for new hosts. It can be very overwhelming. You come into the space and they're like, okay, well, what, what technology do I need to sign up for? Well, everybody... Everybody is aware, or most people are aware, that you know property management system is one of the first things you want to uh, you want to start using. And there's pricing apps, there's you know cleaning management tools, but then there's like hundreds of other uh, tools that you could be using. And it's yeah, it's a, sometimes a bit of a challenge. Do you find that as well? Like people, it's a challenge for people to figure out like what what's the best technology stack to use. It is hard. Yeah, I, th I think that it's really been something that. Um, uh, it, there isn't always one size fits all. Um, and that's why really at Hostfully, we try to get to know our managers really well on the customer success team. You know, we come alongside after onboarding, after they've kind of gotten set up and, and we really work to help them learn to use and get as much value from the software as possible, but then also to tie in the right integration partners. And so we have a big integration zone um, and a lot of partners and something really cool that I've been seeing actually, Jasper, is that more of our partners are making uh, really an effort to to you know provide freemium offers uh, for our connected customers. So if if I have a customer that's using Hostfully 
for example, um, Wheelhouse just launched a, a new um, kind of pricing analysis tool to be able to, you know, without going like full boat into dynamic pricing to really start to get an understanding for how competitive your pricing is and how things are looking. Um, our partners with Safely offer uh, a, a free background check tool that customers can use without, you know, necessarily having to, you know, provide the insurance coverage. And then the folks at Turno are doing some cool stuff with operations management, housekeeping management, and and they're offering to actually pay for your Hostfully account if you're using Turno. So um, it can be hard, but it's been it's been cool kind of in the ecosystem to see partners say, hey, you know, if someone's using Hostfully, if they're using that plat the platform to really you know mature their business and take it to the next level, you know, we're going to make some free offerings to them. Uh, to, to just continue to help and add value first and, and then make sure it's a good fit for them to use our software that might complement Hostly. Right. Yeah. And I've noticed that. And, you know, I, one thing that when we build out our tech stack, like one thing that was really important for us, like that we want everything to be integrated, right? Because if we, if we have like six tools and they're not integrated, then and, and it's not working together, um, then that leads to a lot of challenges that's one of the reasons why we chose hostly is because you guys have so many uh integrations right um so i guess you know one thing that i would like to chat about is is the onboarding process when when people sign up with a pms what what i see is typically people we we always want everything to work very fast right so we sign up mm -hmm. for a pms and uh you know we we're in the process of setting everything up but it takes a little bit of time, right, to get properly set up and properly learn um, how these systems work. Like, what what do you see? Because you you talk to uh, property managers every day that you know that onboard with Hostly. What do you what do you see are some of the the challenges and best best practices as well uh, that you would recommend for hosts who are signing up with a PMS to kind of smooth that onboarding process? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, one of the first things going into the decision to engage, you know, with a property management system, property management platform is like you're probably at a point in, in your growth or with your business that you're you're realizing that you need you need some other connections, maybe through channels and other distribution or or maybe through other software tools. And so I think one thing really that that sometimes people underestimate is that there is a time commitment, Jasper. And so, you know, if you're if you're like going right into busy season, probably not the best time, you know, to adopt a new piece of technology anywhere in your business, really. And so just going in with an understanding that um, that, uh, you know, it does take some time to set any software up and, and we try and make it as easy and, and streamline as possible and handhold along the way. Um, but there's still going to be work that's required of you. And, and I think like you were saying, people think that's just kind of up and to the right. They're like, you connect to, you know, a new piece of software and then boom, it's just, just easier right out of the gates. And in fact, it's actually a little bit more of a J curve. It's kind of like, you know, you get in, you know, it's cool, but then like, you've got to do some of the build, right? Like there's some work that goes into it. And you connect to other multiple platforms where maybe you didn't distribute before and and you work on some automated messaging within Hostfully and just get that dialed so that you can set it and forget it. Um, but there is some work that goes into it. And, and then it is it is a J curve, though. So you do see improvements in your efficiency. Um, you do see you know, additional bookings, additional opportunity and leads um, as you work through the process. Um, but that's the biggest thing is just like come into it with a mindset that like, okay, I'm going to put some work in here and and it's going to pay off. 
Um, and, and that's one of the most important things because, you know, we do see people kind of struggle with allocating their time and, and we're right here. We want to engage with you and, and help hold your hand and, and help customize the system to work for you. Um, and, and we just need to make sure that you're, you're ready, you know, to jump in with us mm-hmm. and to do that work. So, um, that, that probably is number one. Is there a specific amount of time that you guys kind of rec- recommend or in the time frame as well where you say like, hey, you know, like uh, just to set the expectations, it typically takes X amount of time for people to really learn the system and you should be able to dedicate, you know, X amount of hours per week? Yeah, it differs a little bit by size. You know, if you if you have 100 properties you manage versus five, um, that is different. And we do treat onboarding differently for different sizes of customers. But, you know, I would say for just kind of the average, if you've got, you know, like three to 10 properties, we're going to, you know, be able to target about 45 days and, and we can really get you up and running, um, make sure that any existing connections you have to channels are rolling and, and that we've launched, you know, some, some uh, methods of efficiency and some tools within the software to make life easier within 45 days. So, and we usually meet, um, you know, our onboarding team is meeting anywhere from like three to four, you know, hour long meetings. There's going to be a little bit of homework there. And so we could probably call it in the ballpark of like eight, eight to 10 hours spent either with us or doing, you know, some of the homework and set up uh, over the course of 45 days. And, and you should be able to get up and running. Mm-hmm. Is there a difference between when somebody comes in um, with who had currently does not have a property management system or somebody who's switching from a different system? Um, yeah, you know, there, there is some difference. Um, I would say that, uh, you know, sometimes with, uh, with customers that haven't used a property management system before, sometimes it can be a little bit easier because, you know, you, you, you're not trying to kind of like shoehorn maybe how you've done things in the past into your setup that can take a little bit more time. Um, so, you know, if you've just listed on Airbnb or Verbo and, and you're, you're engaging for the first time with a property management platform, um, it's going to be just a little bit more streamlined, but, um, that to say, you know, it, it, it is really easy for us to connect to any existing listings that you have on different channels or, or even with existing integrations that you might have if you have other partners connected to your current PMS. So um, it's, we can make it smooth either way. Like our platform's highly, you know, connective uh, and, and we're able to get people up and running. Mm-hmm. So you, you talk to property managers every day, right? Um, the, you know, like yeah. last, last year, late last year, there was like talk about the, of the Airbnb best and everything. Um, and, you know, we know that there's, Definitely, the growth has uh, slowed down. Uh, some people are struggling with bookings. What what are you What are you hearing from the people that you talk to, the managers that you talk to? Yeah, uh, you know, distribution and and just demand. You know, getting getting leads, getting bookings. Um, you know, it is a it's still a topic across all of the customers that I speak with, and um, and and it it differs by by region. We work with international and domestic customers here as well, and so there are certain there's certain areas that, you know, may be seeing more demand than others, but I would say generally um, there's there's more supply um, and there may be less demand or the same demand. But either way, you know, it's being felt, you know, by the manager as as, you know, kind of less less bookings or less interest. And so um, really 
over the past eight months, we've worked really hard at Hostly to, you know, open up and expose, you know, additional integrations, additional channels um, where, you know, you can expose new guests or new new kinds of guests to your properties. And, you know, so a couple recent examples of, you know, I'll start with the big one. The big one's Google Vacations. Um, it's really, uh, you know, kind of a game changer. It's, it's different than a lot of the channels in that um, with Google Vacations. And if you go into Google and do a search, you can search like vacation rentals and then your city where you're at, um, you'll see a series of, of listings pop up, vacation rental listings, and, and that's Google Vacations. And um, in the past, that's really only been open or available to maybe some of the bigger property managers or, or even channels. Some of the channels push uh, their listings onto Google Vacations. Um, but we actually just finished up our integration so you can push your properties and compete you know, with everyone else out there and, and get them listed up on Google. But um, a big difference, Jasper, is there's no commission. You know, with Google, um, if if your a guest clicks through your listing, um, they're going to click right through to your website and they're going to follow your kind of direct booking flow. And and so in many ways, it's very similar to a direct guest. Um, again, you're not paying a, a channel commission that you would pay, you know, as you do on the others. And uh, it just folds in really nicely to a direct booking strategy. And, and can be a great way to just get some additional eyes there um, on, on your property. So Google Vacations is is one you know really exciting one, and and we're seeing some great results for customers as they're getting listed there. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting one because I mean there's a ton of OTAs out there, and I mean from what I see, like when people when people go on the, all these different platforms, like I oftentimes mm-hmm. see that. It's it's kind of hard to get a lot of traction on those channels, um, and I also see that by being by being on a lot of different channels, also it's it's harder it's harder to get great momentum if you're spread out over over multiple channels. When I say momentum, I mean momentum on a certain channel versus focusing on just one or two. It's kind of what I see, but you know, Google obviously Google Vacations is is a very interesting one. I haven't used it a lot. Do you do you see people getting a lot of traction with that? Um, yeah, so we just launched um, our integration, gosh, about a month ago. So it's still super recent, um, but we are we are we are starting to see bookings come in. We're seeing um, just exposure, you know, to different guests that that you know maybe they didn't you know have access to in the past. And so um, we're still uh, you know tracking some of the the metrics and performance. I'm sure we'll end up doing a case study with a couple of customers here on how this this ends up performing for them, but. Definitely seeing, you know, some some interest and some new interest, and um, it's just a different different channel, different way to reach guests. And I think that in general, consumers are are becoming more, you know, comfortable and and in some ways uh, engaged or you know reliant on Google, right? Uh, whether it be flights or hotels, you know, uh, vacation rentals are are just kind of one of the next areas. Um, and, and Google wants to be relevant. They want to bring that value to their customers, but really they're making money on their advertising. They're not trying to make money on the individual bookings uh, that are coming through the platform there. They make money on pay-per-click and, and all those kinds of things. So, right. um, yeah, so more to come. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, it's definitely uh, an interesting to watch, right? Obviously. Um, but what I notice is like when you go on, so when you go on Google and you search for, you know, we're in Idlewild. So if I search for Idlewild vacation rentals, like there's a lot of listings that will come up, but then they, 
um, they don't direct to the direct booking website, but they will then direct you to different OTA, if that makes sense. Like, for example, you know, some listings, if you click on the dates, it'll go to BookingPal or it goes to Booking.com, right? So it's, right. yeah, it's, it's I, I, I'm not so familiar with Google Vacations, but do, do you know this? Like, can you choose on Google Vacations, can you choose where it's going to direct the the user? Yes. Well, yeah. In in you can choose basically your if you're pushing your properties through Hostfully through your connection to Google Vacations. Yes, you choose um, to direct guests again, typically to your direct booking site. Um, now that doesn't mean that Booking.com or or other uh, channels may not also be pushing your property. So it is something to be aware of. But what I find typically in that case, Jasper, even if Booking.com is pushing your listing and then you're pushing it direct. Usually it's going to be more expensive through booking.com. Many of our customers kind of have uh, maybe do a little bit of markup or, or um, there's a difference in pricing typically between direct bookings versus uh, channel bookings. So um, mm-hmm. it's a good question. It, 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 you know, your properties can show up uh, through, through other sources, um, but through your, you know, hostfully push of Google vacations, that's going to go direct. Right. It's going to go to the, either the custom direct booking site that you built yourself and connect to Hostly or to the one that you guys provide through the Hostly backends, right? Right. Absolutely. And, and that's another topic just to maybe throw it in here too. Uh, you know, direct booking strategies, you know, and it's related to the channels, but, um, you know, and I've seen this again over my, you know, 12 plus years working with, with managers as you're growing a business, uh, within the vacation rental space, you know, direct bookings are one of the most profitable way to generate, you know, bookings and to generate guests and, and to have, you know, control of that guest information for future marketing and other things like that. And so that direct strategy is really important. We've got some great web partners um, that that integrate with Hostly. We've got the guys at Boostly. We've got, you know, Hudson Creative Studio. Um, We've got ICND, Logia. So we've got some great partners that can help our customers build out their direct booking strategy. And, and that's definitely something I'm seeing maybe more interest in than I did, you know, 12, you know, 16 months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Do you, what are some of the most common ways that you see that um, your users are um, collecting email addresses from their guests? Oh, sure. Yeah. Good question. Um, so a few different ways, um, you know, uh, one that I do see is, is through our integration with StayFi. So, um, when, when those guests, um, arrive at the property, they want to log into the Wi-Fi. um, StayFi, uh, you know, allows for you to collect that guest information. And then they also have some cool marketing integration within their platform as well. So that's one, um, way that I see that being collected. Um, Another, uh, we have quite a few of our customers that use our platform, but also use our guidebooks. We have digital guidebooks and you can include, you know, all the check-in instructions as well as local recommendations and really just useful information for your guests in that digital guidebook. Um, but then uh, on the, the splash page or landing page as a guest signs into the guidebook, you can collect, you know, their information, including an email address. And then you've now got that moving forward and, and are able to maybe re-engage with that guest down the road. 
Um, and then the, you know, the final way that I see is, is still in some cases through like a pre-arrival form, um, that, that you send out to the guest and maybe you capture some additional information and email addresses for them or maybe others in their party, um, through, through that pre-arrival form as well. So those are kind of the, the big three that I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. You still see people using the good old, uh, um, guest, uh, the, a physical uh, guest book that people have in their properties where people can fill out, leave a little message and leave their email address. Yeah. Yeah. I do see people use that still actually. Yep. Um, I think that, you know, that can, that can be a, a one way to still capture information. It surprises me, but people do fill it out. Um, of course, then you can't always control what people put in there, <laughs> which can be interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, that that is a, a physical way that you can get that as well. I feel like some of these old school kind of strategies or, or things that people used to do that people don't really do anymore might be kind of powerful to, to bring back into the experience just because it's so yeah. unique now because no one else is doing it anymore. You know, handwritten yeah, you know, notes I, and you know, those type of things. Yeah, you actually reminded me that I um, I had a customer that um, this is actually kind of a, a combined effort with our digital guidebooks, but um, uh, we have QR codes, right? They've been around for a long time. The QR code can take the guest to a specific area of the guidebook, which can be helpful. Like if they're maybe trying to figure out how to work the coffee maker or something, they can scan a QR code and it takes them right to the digital guidebook. But um, I, I actually had a guest that used a QR code for um, generating some repeat business. And basically they offered like, Hey, you know, if you come, you know, book with us direct and stay next time, you know, you can scan this QR code, you know, for a 15% discount off your future stay. And it basically just took that guest to a place they could collect their information and provide them with a discount code that they could use in hostfully. Um, mm -hmm. So back, yeah, to your example, a little old school, but uh, it gets people's attention. They're like, oh, that's interesting. And, and they might scan that and go. Yeah. So, so you mentioned like you, you see people are focused on, um, you know, being a more OTAs to try and capture more demand as, as bookings are slowing down somewhat. You see that people are more focused on direct bookings. Anything else that you're seeing amongst your corporate customers that, that people are focused on? Yeah, you know, one little kind of a subhead there for the, the channel distribution is kind of like you said, the more that you engage and distribute your properties or property on different channels, um, then kind of the more you, you have to manage that potentially in that interaction. And so, you know, something we've really been working hard on is bringing all that guest communication uh, into our platform, into hostfully as seamlessly as possible. And so um, again, just about a, gosh, a month and a half ago, we launched as one of the very first beta property management systems to have a Verbo connection into messaging. Um, up until this point, um, Verbo didn't have a direct connection to message guests through their app. Now you could scrape and you could do some other things that weren't really supported, um, but this is actually you know, a legitimate API connection that Verbo's provided. And um, so our customers can push messages into the Verbo platform, obviously, as well as Airbnb, and then booking.com as well. So kind of the, the big three, we've got a nice integration there so that you just have one message set up and, and you can push that message into the different channels. Um, or you can also send it out over email or text, SMS. Um, and so we've really been working over the last few months on, you know, as people 
get listed and distributed in other channels, let's let's not make that more difficult, you know, for your guest communication, your operations, and let's try and simplify the process and hopefully for that. Yeah, that's been a long time coming, right? That API integration with, with Verba. I remember that people have been talking about that for, I don't know, like one or two years where, um, you know, the the property management systems, they weren't, they, had, they didn't have access to the API, right? It was, it was on Verbal's site. Like they, they didn't um, uh, allow that, correct? Right, right. Yeah, it was, it was just not even, not even provided until, um, really first quarter of this year, we, we tried, you know, started kind of beta testing it with them and then building out our connection. And so, um, it has been, gosh, I, I don't know if there are other partner features we've asked for, for longer <laughs> than that, <laughs> yeah. that integration with messaging for Verbo. So we're, we're happy it's here and, and it's, it's simplified life for our customers. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's uh, in, I've heard that a lot in our students groups of of a complaint uh of like uh not having that uh that the messaging on Verbo. Um so so if you sign if if you list on like other OTAs cuz booking.com, Verbo and Airbnb are the only ones um where you can have that direct API integration and you can have all the messages in in a centralized inbox inside of of Hostly, right? So what if you sign up for all right. these other platforms? Like do you have to log in to the OTA and message the guest there, or does everything then go over email and text? Um, so many of them don't have messaging within their platforms. Um, and, and the few others that may have invested in building that out. Yeah. You would actually just push over email and text. Um, and, and so it's still, you know, it's something that you can have automated and set up there. But, um, you know, a lot of the other channels don't necessarily have a messaging integration. Um, they just kind of expect you to go through email or other other methods of communication. Right. So if somebody books through some other OTA, essentially uh, the booking info will get come into Hostly and then you basically communicate over email and text versus on the on the platform itself. Right. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, that so, makes sense. So yeah. let me ask you this: like, if um, if there was one thing, like, when when people sign up with Hostly, like, if if there's one thing that they love the most about the Hostly PMS platform, what, what would that be? Gosh, one thing that they love the most. Um, well, two two things come up. We've talked about channels and distributing on on other channels. Certainly, that's that's something that's a big win right out of the gate to have one calendar, you know, managed and, and pushed to multiple channels. So I, I know I definitely see people light up with that. Second to that, and, and maybe just as often, I would say is uh, around uh, owner statements and reporting. I spend time with every single customer that comes in on helping them automate their owner reporting or owner statement process within Hostfully. I mean, most of the folks are using an Excel spreadsheet almost always. And that's taking, you know, three to six hours a month, depending on how many properties you're trying to close out all of your details for and make sure everything's accurate. And so um, and we've actually been doing a lot of work on on just maturing our our reporting platform and, and making it more flexible so that you can push those owner statements right into the hostfully owners portal. Um, or you can also send them out via email if you'd rather do that uh, and, and provide them to your owners direct into their inbox. Um, 
that's something just right out of the gates. And we do that and they can save that time each month and bank it towards other activities. And they just, you know, do a quick review of, of the owner statement and, and don't have to spend all that time working on it. That definitely is a big win. That's something that you guys released recently, correct? Yeah. So our, our enhanced reporting, we've always had reports within Hostfully. Um, and uh, for the past two years, we've had enhanced reporting where you could customize some of that reporting detail. But I would say over the past you know, six, eight months, we've really improved um, what detail is available just right offhand. So, you know, for example, being able to see you know, like your Airbnb host service fee right there in hostfully and, and have that deduct from any kind of commission calculation that you're pushing out to the owner um, or being able to see your payment processing fees uh, for any channels that you're, you're collecting payments for um, and to be able to figure that into the calculation. So we've done a lot more to pull, you know, the, the detail, kind of that nuanced detail that you need into the report without having to write you know, like a big Excel formula, you know, to, to calculate what those percentages are or how many dollars mm-hmm. and cents that needs to be. So, um, yeah, yeah, I know that's a big did. challenge. Sorry. Yeah. I was going to say this, that's a big challenge that we see with, within our student groups is, is those owner statements, right? Because what if there's a, a refund, you know, like you have to refund the guest a hundred bucks. Um, but also like, let's say you, you bought some supplies for, for the owner, right? How do you integrate that in, in the statements? So is that functionality that you guys have built out? Yeah, absolutely. We, we have the ability for you to track expenses as either uh, one time, if you have ad hoc expenses, you need to replace a lamp or something like that. And then we have ongoing for the, you know, garbage collection things that, you know, Wi-Fi maybe you don't want to have to bill for each month, um, but you need to. Um, you can set those up and it all rolls right into that owner statement. And so you basically have two sections and hostfully one are your bookings. And, and again, we customize like what, how the revenue shows and every, every detail you have in the booking detail. And then we have the expenses just below that. And then at the bottom, we calculate out and we get to your net payout to the owner. So you can just easily and cleanly show your owners like, here's last month, how much we booked your property. Here are the expenses. And then here's the payout to you. And, and they have the detail they need. So Awesome. Sweet. Um, <clears throat> any, uh, any other thoughts any, that you wanted to share today with the audience when it comes to Hostly or anything that you well, see in the, in the industry? You know, I, I, I would probably be remiss if I didn't talk about AI, but I'm not going to talk about it maybe in the direction <laughs> that people, you know, think that, that I am. But uh, there is uh, a new offering within, within our platform um, that we're pretty excited about and, and I think really is additive. Um, I think sometimes people expect, you know, artificial intelligence or chat GPT, like out of the gate to just like save them time, like you know, without any kind of training or without any other kind of extra input. And, and that can be tough. But what we've, what our kind of first foray into uh, AI is actually a, a guest travel planner within our guidebook. And so um, when your guests go into the guidebook, again, that's where they're going to view their check-in instructions, um, the house manual and, and rules about the house. Uh, but there's also kind of a trip planner. So they can, they can input, um, their budget. They can input multiple days if they want. Uh, they can include keywords, you know, like we, 
you know, we want a zip line or, you know, there's something specific in the area that's interest to them. And, and we're using chat GPT on the back end to generate an itinerary. Uh, so kind of a sample itinerary for the guest that says that brings in some local recommendations, um, and, and really tries to stay within their bud, budget and, and it does a pretty cool job of, of bringing together kind of a proposed itinerary um, for your guests. And so that's something that's like brand new right, right off the shelf. And um, but we're we're excited to check it out. And and I've been testing it out with customers. With, I, I'm speaking with a lot of different folks every day and it's doing a good job of picking up on some of the key experiences within their area and bringing it into the recommendation. Um, Obviously, still, you know, takes takes some work and and isn't always perfect, but it it does uh, it does you know bring in a lot of really good recommendations, and so it's cool to see that coming through. That's awesome. I hadn't uh, I hadn't noticed that yet, but you, you oh that, that was released recently, a couple of weeks ago, I guess, right? Yeah, it's kind of a soft launch, so we'll Jasper, we'll have to make sure we turn it on for you. You actually just have to enable it within themes in your guidebook in the theme section. Um, we can turn that on. And, and then you can start playing with it and have your guests start to use that. Awesome. Well, we're building out new go- new guidebooks in the next few weeks for as we're launching FreeWild. So we're definitely going to be looking into that. Um, and then is that, do you guys get a lot of requests from your customers when it comes to AI? You know, we've gotten a lot requests. of questions. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of questions. And I think the the biggest kind of, request and and the next thing that we're going to have to help solve for our customers is um, kind of the ability for, uh, you know, AI to help, uh, you know, kind of answer questions for guests, maybe take a little bit of the load off of the the property manager. And and I actually think we're, we're set up well to be able to help with this, but we're trying to be really thoughtful about it because, you know, we have all of the information on your properties um, you know, detailed images, descriptions uh, in the guidebooks. We even have, you know, like your house manual, like how do you operate different components of the property or of the home? And so I think that we could really, in a thoughtful way, bring that uh, forward to the guests. And if they have questions about operating the hot tub or if they have questions about the property, I think we can really help to tee some of that off. That's what I hear the most is like, hey, can you save me time and like answering questions and like, you know, maybe chatting with guests and, and getting them access to the information that they need. So um, that's definitely like the, the number one time saving kind of back to our, our first uh, conversation there around saving time and everyone wearing a lot of different hats. Yeah, that's, that makes a lot of sense. Um, is it, so is that something that you guys are working on um, internally or is it something that you're going to integrate with a, with a separate tool for it? You know, I, I don't know for sure yet, um, uh, Jasper. I, I, I could see us really, you know, going both directions potentially, either either way. Um, but I think at the end of the day, some of that root data uh, and information about the properties is within Hostfully. And so, um, you know, my hope is just that we can expose that and, and bring the right kind of kernel of knowledge to the guest uh, that they need based on their questions. So. Yeah. Off to see. I'm not sure which way we'll go. All right, yeah, that makes sense. Because uh, all the, like you said, all the info is in the platform, right? So uh, the AI uh, functionality uh, to like kind of look up that that info when the question comes in uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It saves some time. I think we, I think we can get there. So awesome, Bryce. Well, I appreciate you uh, jumping on here and sharing uh, these insights uh, with us today. Um, 
Um, you know, as you know, we've used Hostly for a long time, and uh, we're very happy with it. Uh, what's um, for people that are interested in using either the digital guidebooks, but mostly the the PMS, and that's actually one of the things I really like about Hostly too is the integration there with the guidebook and the the PMS. Um, just makes it really easy. Uh, but yeah, how, pe- yeah. how can people uh, sign up for for the property management software? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Right there on our website, um, you can sign up for either the property management software or the guidebooks. Um, good news is the the code's the same. Uh, it's Legends for both L E G E N D S, and um, for the property management system, that's going to get you a hundred dollars off and then fifty percent off of your onboarding costs. Um, and then if you sign up for a year, you actually get ten percent off of the total there too. So great option there. And then for guidebooks, if you're maybe already a property management system user, that's going to get you, Legends will get you three months of, of guidebooks uh, for free. So awesome. love to have you and, and love, I, I love working with, with Legends folks and, and anyone, frankly, Jasper, you've talked to uh, um, because they're, they're engaged, like they're, they're actively trying to improve their business and, and they've already kind of overcome you know, some of the mental toughness that it's going to take. They're, they're ready to commit and ready to really work on their business. So, Well, that's, uh, that's one thing that uh, we were talking about in the beginning is, you know, a lot of hosts, they, when they first start using a property management system, like, like you mentioned, they, they think, oh, I just press the on button and then everything works, right? So we, you know, in our, in our program, Legends X, we always prepare our students of like, hey, listen, like, you know, investing in a PMS is a, is a big decision. You need to dedicate time to it. You need to understand that there's going to be a learning curve. Because um, the biggest challenge that I see is like people sign up for a PMS and with the expectation, oh, it's all going to work within like a week, right? And then, uh, you know, they, they find out that there's more of a learning curve and then they they get, they're disappointed and then they switch to another one. And then, you know, they're disappointed again and they keep switching to different PMSs because they're, they're looking for the perfect, you know, the perfect PMS and the, and the perfect thing that's just going to solve their problem, like right away, the magic, the magic bullet kind of thing. Uh, so we kind of, you know, do a little bit of the education for you guys. So <laughs> that's good. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. <laughs> awesome, Bryce. I so appreciate you uh, jumping on here and to the listeners. Hope you enjoyed this podcast and we'll be, we'll be, we will be back soon with another one. So we'll see you soon and have a great week. Great. Thanks. See you, Jasper. Can't be for-